Do you have family or friends that come up to you and say, I'm thinking about homeschooling? How would you answer that question? Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Hi, I'm Tracy Hagerman, a happy homeschooler, and welcome back to You Can Homeschool. And I'm here once again with Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. So today's episode is all about talking about if someone is actually thinking about moving forward of homeschooling, what are the key things that they should consider? And Pat's going to start us off with the first one. Well, I actually have a biggie because I, I know a lot of people think they want they want to say go back into that curriculum question all you know all the time. Oh, this is a great program you could use or try this or whatever. But I think that at the most basic level, if somebody's coming to you and saying, "I'm thinking about homeschooling," what what do you think? The first question I would ask them is, "What is your communication like in your family?" And I know that just might seem like a strange question. What the heck does that have to do with homeschooling? But hear me out. You are with somebody, just imagine this, you're going to be with your kids 24-7 in your homeschool. You're going to have conflicts, disagreements, okay, fights, we'll just call it that, that, frustrations. You'll have to deal with character issues with your kids. You'll have to deal with um, behavior issues. And these, these are all topics open for communication. If you are not able to communicate with your kids, with your spouse, this, all these things just kind of fester and result in, in really bigger issues down the road. And I'll give you an example. When my husband and I started homeschooling, we, we were very much on board. We talked about it a lot. Uh, we had a lot of homeschool friends that we got together with, you know, as a family and things like that. And then he started getting busy, busier with work. And after a while, actually, he had to start traveling, which really precluded getting involved as, a, you know, as families. So the brunt of homeschooling and choosing materials and, you know, getting registered for classes or actually teaching at home really fell on my shoulders, which was fine by me. I wasn't working uh, outside of the home. I was working at home with homeschooling, but that was fine. And I, I liked that. I was... I, Felt like I was kind of gifted at that. I was interested in that. I was happy to do it. But the problem was we stopped communicating about things. It was hard to get in touch with him. He was so breadwinner. So he was very, you know, his mind was kind of focused on that kind of kind of stuff. He, he became very stressed out about that. And we just kind of lost touch with each other in terms of communicating. And what ended up happening is the home, all the homeschool efforts were kind of mom-centered. Now, some people might say, well, my husband would love that. It would, it would be a joy. But before you say that, really think about that because some husbands will give that appearance. Mine certainly did. Mine, he gave the appearance that everything was fine. Oh, good. I'm glad you got that under control because I can't handle that. But years later, ladies, I'm talking years later, I found out that that was not the case, that he felt very excluded. 
he felt very resentful and we didn't communicate that. And our, our family, our interpersonal communications obviously were not stellar and it made for a very stressful you know, environment sometimes at home. You don't want that for your homeschool. Trust me, you don't want that. And we have, you know, over over the years have worked things out and uh, counseling help as Tracy has mentioned in more than one episode, if you need help, reach out and get it. I would totally second and third that, agree with that. And, and so things have worked out, but it was a very rough road. And that road can make you feel sometimes that you're not doing the right thing, like that you shouldn't be homeschooling. And that it's not the case. I've also said, and, and I firmly believe this, that often God uses homeschooling to uh, soften our edge, some edges that we have. I certainly had a lot of edges softened over the years. And he might be trying to teach you something, teach you, mom, something, not only having you teach your kids, but teach you something. And so communication is like crucial. You guys need to make sure that you can communicate with each other, that you're open to hearing constructive criticism, that you know how to speak the truth in love, that you can uh, come from a place, you know, be able to say where you, what you're feeling about things in a, in a safe place. And all those things have to work if you're going to have a successful communication. And there is a book, and I'm going to leave the link in the show notes that I would totally recommend. It's called Crucial Conversations, and it helps you have hard conversations because sometimes that's going to happen and you need to know how to start them, how to be a part of them and how to help them, you know, how to not manipulate them, but how to um, help them work smoothly for everybody's benefit. So that's really the, that's the biggie that I would ask if somebody asked me that right off the bat. I, uh, I love that book. I think my husband had brought it home from conference or something he had been at work related and he's like in software. Um, but uh, it was a book that he took home and said, I'm actually going to read this book. It was really good. So yeah, that's an excellent, excellent book for communication. So yeah, a lot of times when people say I'm thinking about homeschooling, my biggest question back to them is why? And that they'll say, well, my son's getting bullied at school and it hasn't been rectified. Is that a good a reason to homeschool? It might be. It very well might be. But the first thing I want to know from that person is why. One of my friends, her daughter uh, just couldn't keep up with the reading and things, and she was expected to do more and more and more, and she was falling more and more behind, and it was really hurting her self-esteem. Now, my friend ran a daycare, so it's not like she had a lot of extra time. Mm -hmm. So she ended up uh, homeschooling for a, a brief period of time, about six months, and then uh, slowly integrated her daughter back into school. So it, when we had sp first spoken, um, I had, she kind of thought there was this, I have to school or I have to homeschool. She didn't realize there was an in-between option. And actually the school was able to work with her when she integrated her daughter in that she didn't have to be in full time. So it, and, and she was able to go about, uh, move about two grade levels in her reading ability during that time. So if I had just said to her, oh yeah, you got to do this, 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 that you're going to need math crew, that wouldn't be a workable solution. So the biggest question is why? Why does someone want to homeschool? And on top of that, I always tell people, okay, if you're thinking of homeschooling, 
can you find an hour and a half to two hours per day, five days a week? Because there's a time commitment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not just, well, my child's a self-directed learner. I'll just give them the stuff. Because even the best self-directed learners need coaching and support and, and stuff. But on the other hand, if I ask them that question, can you find an hour and a half to two hours per day? And they're saying, oh, I work or I work part-time or I do nursing shifts or whatever. I'll say, that's okay. Can you find eight to 10 hours in your week? Mm-hmm. Could be evening, could be weekend, but that's a realistic question. Like, can you find this time in your schedule? So that's another big question that they need to answer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pass it back to you, Pat. <laughs> well, yeah, those actually, those were the other two questions that, that I had. They're just, they're very practical. You know, once, once you've established that you can communicate and work together at home, you do, do need to think about part of that communication uh, aspect. That another question would be, who is going to, how are you going to handle the load? Because it's okay if, you know, sometimes dads don't want to do it, but sometimes dad, there is a growing uh, movement of, dad homeschoolers. And, uh, and that's, and that's a wonderful thing, you know, whether, whether they're working from home, you know, and just able to incorporate that into their, their uh, schedule and stuff, or they just want to be more involved. I think, I think this younger generation is just wanting to be, the dads are wanting to be more involved than previous generations. And I think that's absolutely awesome. So, but that's, that's a topic of conversation. Who's, how, how are you going to handle it? I, I've had friends that the dad would teach, you know, the maths and sciences or whatever, and the mom do music and English or, and, and you outsource some, even something else. You can be very flexible with how you do it, but it is a question to, to sit down and, and ask and, and decide, at least have a game plan in place. Don't be afraid of changing it. If, things don't work out or you decide you know you have to tweak it of course that's that's fine that's a given but um just have some kind of idea so who's going to actually be doing the teaching how are we going to split this up makes total sense Mm -hmm. the other question um i or i share with people is that transitioning to homeschooling takes time and this is especially true if your kids are already in a school uh, setting and you're bringing them home to homeschool. And when I say it takes time, we often talk about it might take a full year for you and your son or daughter to adapt to that change. And that's because being in school is very different than homeschooling. And a lot of times we think that homeschooling is okay, it's, it's like instead of 30 kids in the class, there's one child. And instead of having all these other teachers, mom's the teacher. And they think that's the biggest difference. It's so different than that. (laughs) And for those of you homeschooling, you know that it's so different, but it's unlearning how it works in a regular school versus homeschool. And it takes time. And even your child who really wanted to come home, they might at some point miss their friends or they they'll miss certain aspects of things that they were familiar with and comfortable with. Um, So it takes time. So you, you can't really evaluate how well it's going until you've been doing it about a year. Mm -hmm. So the question I have to them, are you willing to like, you know, put in the time for the year and, and let it, um, let your homeschooling experience mold itself over the year to fit your family? Yeah. The the rule of thumb when when we were homeschooling was uh, if you're taking, if you're taking your child out of a traditional school setting was to give them a month for every year that they've been in to home to get that schedule out. So if you're taking somebody out, you know, say sixth grade, yeah, that would be six months. 
And a lot of parents are like, six months? I can't not teach them for six months. You know, they'll get lazy, they'll whatever. But you'd be surprised if you just give learning opportunities or ideas, leave books around. I mean, there's a lot of ways to lead children into learning. And six months is a long time to not do anything, but it's also a long, it's also enough time to, for example, have them discover a topic they're interested in. And then they will just out of curiosity want to learn about that. And then you can point out to them, you know, that's, this is homeschooling. This is the essence of homeschooling, self-directed learning. You are discovering your interest and in running with them rather than being force-fed. Okay, this week, this is what we're talking about in school. Are you having no interest or no desire to, to know more about it, but you have to because you have to check the boxes off at school kind of thing. So, you know, by, by giving them that break from the traditional day-to-day -day grind that they may have become used to, they are learning what a lifestyle of learning is about. And it, it, it's an amazing opportunity. I mean, we're not, nobody ever said, just don't do anything. <laughs> you know, it's just, don't try to recreate school as Tracy, oh, Tracy points out. And I definitely did that in my early years. You know, we had the desks, everybody thought it was so cute, you know, <laughs> we just tried to do school at home and, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Question, Pat, how often did they actually do school work at their desk? Oh my gosh. Well, this, okay. Like the first week or two, it was, it, it was novel, you know, it was, it was, so yeah, the first week or two, they were, and then they just started like keeping their books there yeah. at the desk. And of course we went back to the dining room. I mean, we were just lived or the kitchen table, you know, wherever. And um, that's where we did school. It didn't matter, or, or the living room, because we, ended up, we did a lot of literature-based stuff, too, that we read a lot. So everybody'd sprawl on the couch or the floor or whatever. And um, yeah, the desk lasted about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, us too. They all did have a desk in their room. Well, originally, we had them all in the school room, but then they would have like Play-Doh and everything else on it. Never mind. But we were all over the house as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny because we all do that, eh? Right. Desk, and I'm like, At least go put your books on your desk by the end of the day. But that's, that's right. about all it was used for a storage <laughs> place. <laughs> and then they started holding like toys and dirty laundry and stuff. I was like, okay, no, we get rid of the desk. This is not working. <laughs> and they were those kind of, they weren't even like a desk with a chair, like that you could grow into kind of thing it would they were school desks you know the desks that the chair was connected to the seat yes. oh my god sounds comfortable there pat oh yeah really comfortable <laughs> the most impractical thing oh my god well i'm thinking you know um some of the kids right now with the pandemic who are attending school, they're stuck in their chair all day, eh? even I for know. lunch. Oh, it breaks my heart. They're stuck in this chair all day. I think I would be a terrible student doing that. I got to oh. move. <laughs> I'd be a terrible teacher there too. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you guys get up. Come on, let's do yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's tough. Oh, so yeah. the other thing I wanted to add is, so if someone's thinking about homeschooling, one of the big things I ask them is, are you real willing to reevaluate how your family spends time? Because as, as you know, it's not like, okay, family continues as normal and you have this little part of your day that's school. It overtakes your whole family. And think of it, when your kids are away all day, the house can stay somewhat normal and clean because they're away. But if people are in it all the time, it's a really different dynamic. And so I ask people that, like, are you willing to reevaluate how your family functions? Because it will change. Are you open to that? 
Mm-hmm. Yes, very important question, definitely. And, and one you don't think about right away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also related to that would be, uh, are you willing to set set limits? Are you able to set limits with your kids? It's, it's amazing how, and, and I've been guilty of it too uh, over time, how you just don't put limits for kids. Like screen time these days is a huge thing. It's a huge thing, not only because every kid that can walk seems like has a, a phone, a cell phone already, but <laughs> um, but with the pandemic, a lot of school you know, education is uh, screen related. And even with homeschoolers who in the past have just uh, may, may, maybe done a, a class or two online just because they, you know those are options available, but really weren't focused because we'd have co-ops and we, you know, we'd outsource things and we'd have tutors or we, you know, we'd work together with another family or whatever. We had a lot of, we did a lot of uh, flexible kind of learning environments, but a lot of them have been removed. Those opportunities have been removed due to, due to the pandemic. So there are a lot of homeschoolers who are doing a lot of online learning, um, you know, yeah, yeah. just because, you know, we've got kind of had some limits placed on us. And so, you know, if you're doing schooling, online and then your kids have phones and then if you watch tv at night or something like that that's a ton of screen time and um you have to really be able to not only to set limits for your kids but for us moms we're just as we can be just as guilty it's just as easy for us uh, to just be addicted to that screen i was in um, a doctor's office a couple weeks ago and there was a mom there, oh my gosh, with a little kid, a preschool, obviously, because it was during the day. And the kid, she was she was just on the phone and the kid was just trying to get her attention. I mean, it was pathetic. And finally got her attention. She was like, here. And she, and this is how this is how she reacted. She put a game on her phone and gave it to the kid. And that was her solution mm-hmm. to the child mm-hmm. trying to get her attention. And of course, the kid loved it. You know, sure. Now I've got the phone. But really? Really? <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah oh gosh so young and so it's heartbreaking so you know are you able to put limits and 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 schedule put a schedule together that is healthy for your family for your kids yeah the other one I wanted to add is are you willing to put the time to do some research on homeschooling and homeschooling data because you may not realize this but your family and friends and neighbors and people you don't even know who see you out during the middle of the day are all going to have an opinion about you homeschooling. (laughs) It's like you got this big sign on you. I homeschool. Come and tell me what you think about it. (laughs) As if If, any of your business, but yes, go ahead. Yes, but but that's, you know, that's a reality. Um, And so are you willing to put the time in to do some of the research to figure out, oh, yeah, okay, why are we homeschooling? What's our reason? And be solid and confident in that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's all I've got. I, I think it's important that we don't uh, <laughs> we don't hit our potential homeschooling friends with a barrage of questions, but there are there are important ones that uh, that Tracy and I have mentioned and and really important things to think of. And Probably important to just to assess for yourself periodically. You know, if you're feeling frustrated with homeschooling, think about some of these questions and maybe your answer is, well, yeah, it used to be yes, but now I don't know. 
people change and situations change and and that's okay you need to be just keeping a pulse on what's healthy or healthiest you know the options for you and your family yeah i i wanted to just add one more and that was are you willing to take the time to allow your children to make mistakes that's uh that's a big one. And I often hear from people who have their kids um, come home from school is that they didn't realize some of the gaps in their learning, whether it was math or reading or writing, they just, you know, they got their 70 or 80 or whatever the grade point was. And then they're shocked that, oh, I thought they understood this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the other thing. And that's not usually your your child's fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so that can, some people find that very frustrating and that's part of the transition period, recognizing that they're just because there's a grade mm-hmm. <laughs> on your child's report card doesn't mean they have actually mastered all the material. So okay. you have to be willing to, uh, to understand that, okay, not only are they not getting this, they, they're going to make mistakes in that and you have to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Can you really do that? Yeah. Because if you are able to talk about all these things that we all these questions. Um, and the person's like, yeah, I think I'm willing, you know, I, I'm scared, but I think this sounds like the right thing. You'll do awesome. But I think it's really wise to be clear from the start. Like, here's some of the things that are really important in homeschooling to give you the best jump start for it to work well. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good questions. All right. Good conversation. So yeah, I don't have anything more to add to that. Other than, uh, you know, always reach out if you've got some good, good ideas and tell us how, how do you handle when people ask you that question? I'm thinking of homeschooling or, or what did people say to you when you thought of that? Maybe that might be another question too to answer as well. All right. Well, that's all that we have for you this week. I do want to pause for a moment here and encourage you to rate and review this uh, iTunes or Spotify. We, you may not know this, but uh, podcasts live and die by ratings and reviews. And we'd like to be living a lot longer <laughs> in the, the podcast universe. Tracy and I really enjoy having these candid conversations with you about education and homes, homeschooling. And I hope that these, uh, what we have to share is benefiting you. And if it is, please let everybody else know with a five-star review and uh, give us a couple of comments too uh, as you as you rate us. Tune in next week when we will be talking about uh, some things that we think new homeschool moms should know. And you might be surprised about some of them because they don't always relate to curriculum. Right, Tracy? <laughs> right on. <laughs> so thanks for listening. And we just want to leave you with this reminder that yes, mama, if you've decided, if you've felt called to this as a mission and a calling and you are on board. You can homeschool. (laughs) All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another Candid Conversation. For more information on life-changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy.